0: Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. In today's episode, we are going to take you to a place that both Dr. Rhoda and I have had the opportunity to visit. Uh, For me, it was quite some time ago in the 80s. Uh, My father went with me and my grandfather Um, who is now in heaven. So it was a very, very meaningful experience. And Dr. Rhoda just recently uh, has has visited here. What we're going to talk about today that's incorporated within that is entitled A Culture of Shalom. And so Dr. Rhoda has some really, I think, insightful descriptors of shalom and then actionable items that can really meaningfully make a difference in your life and certainly in others. So, welcome again, Dr. Rhoda. Yes, thank you, Professor
1: Marty. So, the Holy Land, right? To Jerusalem, Israel, all of that area. That area, when you greet somebody, when you meet somebody, they will oftentimes say, Shalom. And so today, we're gonna talk about that a little bit, but first off, just what is the culture of your home or your classroom? What does culture mean? What are the norms you value? How do you treat people? How do people feel? What is expected of them? All of these questions are part of our, our culture. It's, it's the air we breathe, it's what's norm. It's our societal norms within our home, within our classroom, just like we have those within a city or within a college campus or within a school. We also have them within families and within classrooms. And you are responsible, you the adult, are responsible for the culture in your home and the culture in your classroom. And I just want to encourage each of us, if we're not intentional about creating a culture, it's going to become a hodgepodge of lots of different ideas. And I don't mean this like a heavy hand-fisted dictatorship, like this is our culture. It's just how we treat people. It establishes
0: a norm. And so that's that's what we're going to be talking about today. And, and, and as you mentioned that, I, I often think, you know, it's summertime. I'm running kids here, there, everywhere with different jobs, et cetera. And yet, unless we're intentional about thinking about these things, Mm -hmm. life just goes on and we end up correcting instead of proactively creating a culture that's really meaningful. That's a fantastic point. Yes. So I'm going to encourage all
1: of us to think about our culture. What do we want it to be? And what can we do to create the culture that we really, really want? So as I think about this, I've decided for me personally that in my home, in my classroom, I want a culture of shalom and also within my relationships. So shalom has become one of my favorite words recently. I've often thought of it, you know, it's it's a Hebrew word that's often used as a greeting interchangeably both for hello and goodbye mm-hmm. if you're over in Israel.
0: I, I remember you know, flying into Tel Aviv, I, I believe, well, at that time, at least, there was uh, the sign Shalom, right yeah. when you entered into yeah. the terminal. Yep. I've got a little side story. So I had my passport stolen
1: in uh, Jerusalem. <laughs> and had to go on quite a trek and adventure. It was kind of like the amazing race across the Holy Land to try to actually get a replacement passport before before I flew out. So there were times when I was not feeling shalom, but it truly is. I mean, I think it it is something that we want. The definition that I've learned about shalom, you know, oftentimes you think it means peace with you, peace be with you, which is a beautiful definition, but I've recently learned it means so much more than that. Words within different languages are fascinating for me. For instance, we know that for our English word love, love. Mm-hmm. In Greek, there are three different definitions of love, right? We have one word, love, that we use interchangeably in lots of different ways. In the Greek, there's eros, philia, and agape, different kinds of love.
0: In fact, we just had this conversation before we started recording this yeah. episode with, oh, I wish the English language would be much richer in, in defining some of these words. So many words have make them so watered down. And the, yeah. eh, the converse is true, too. So, and that's, that's why it's beautiful
1: that we can, we can study languages, right. Mm -hmm. And understand the richness and then adopt those. So I have adopted the Hebrew for Shalom and I no longer just think peace be with you. When you look at the Hebrew concept of Shalom, it incorporates, and here's a list of things, peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. Isn't that cool? All those concepts, peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity. Well, I wish you, when I say shalom, I wish you peace. I wish you harmony. I wish you wholeness and completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. What a beautiful wish for somebody, right? And I wish to have that culture in my relationships, in my home, in my classroom. So I don't want to wordsmith you to death, but it's a beautiful picture. So imagine, imagine a classroom or home where people felt... Peace. So when you feel peace, you feel safe, secure, not threatened. Harmony. Again, not threatened, getting along, safe. You feel in unity. Wholeness incorporates, I'm enough. I'm good enough. I'm whole. Completeness. Not lacking anything. They are who they should be. They are who God made them to be. They're enough. They're complete. Prosperity means what? Success, right? I wish you success welfare you have what you need i wish that you would have what you need tranquility no worry calmness peace tranquility so some of these are synonyms really similar right like wholeness and complete are really similar peace and tranquility are really similar but they're a tad different Mm -hmm. so now what if in my classroom i'm thinking about what can i do so that all of my students feel safe and secure and not threatened and they feel like they're enough they're good enough and they're, they're in unity and they're not lacking anything and they can be successful and they have everything they need and they don't have to worry, they can be calm. Wow, that's a beautiful type of classroom or, or atmosphere to have in our homes or in our relationships. So how do we do this? That's mm-hmm. always the question, right? Beautiful concept, Rhoda, but how do we do it? So what I'd like you to do, I think we need to practice it a little bit. Think of one person in your life, life right now who is, who is important to you, someone you really care about. Have a mental picture of that person, Now think about this, what exactly would you need to do to make sure that that person felt safe, secure, good enough, like they mattered and contributed, like they were successful, like they were not lacking a single thing? What would you have to do?
0: I often often think reiterate their value Mm -hmm. to the individual Mm -hmm. because I see it so clearly, and yet that individual may not really recognize how much true value they have just because Yeah. life is going on.
1: I saw a beautiful saying the other day that was something to the, I'm paraphrasing, something along the lines of, a butterfly has never seen its wings. It has no idea how beautiful it is. It's up to us to hold a mirror up and help them see how beautiful they are. It's awesome. Isn't that a neat thought? Mm-hmm. So we can let people know how beautiful they are to us. It, all this happens through relationship, right? And you probably get tired of hearing me talk about relationship. But there again, it's my mantra, right? It, Real estate, it's location, location, it, location. It, and, Dr.
0: Rhoda, it. it's relationship, yeah, but, relationship, but, relationship. But, and, and even if you do get tired of it, I mean, it, it's <laughs> so foundational to yeah. everything in life. I yeah. mean, as humans, we just really need to be reminded of that again, yeah. and, again yeah. and again and again and again.
1: We're relational beings. We live and exist and survive and thrive through our relationships with other people. We Nobody survives alone. It just doesn't happen. So survival and thriving happen within relationships. So as you rest and relax over the summer, please keep this thought in the back of your mind. You know that your mind is always solving problems, even when you're not directly thinking about them, right? So keep this in the back of your mind and and go about, do your other business, but just every once in a while, come back to it. Maybe write the word shalom on a post-it and stick it somewhere where you're going to see it once in a while. Just as a reminder to to you to think about, how can I create this culture? How can I build this within my relationships?
0: That's going to be really important for me, because when I think of my trip to Israel, Mm -hmm. I will need to emphasize the shalom because I was in college, I had a big bushy beard. And as we went through the security checkpoints, they pulled me out, asked me all these questions <laughs> first time for me out of the country. And so this is a good reminder when I reflect back to the boy, I must have a scar here from, from, uh, from, from that trip, but, but how important, how beautiful that word truly is. And for me, I mean, processing it right now, Mm -hmm. I just make a note when I'm in situations, I'm just going to say, well, wait a second. Let's think about Shalom Mm -hmm. and think about what it means and think about how I can share that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think about how maybe I can incorporate into the sign-off on my email or something, just so I'm constantly seeing it. I right now have a Bible passage, but what if I put shalom in all the words that it means? Help, mm-hmm. sh- help share the love for the word. Yeah, just be thinking in the back of your mind, what can I do to create a culture of shalom in my classroom, in my home? What specific things can I do so that, fill in the blank, so that Daniel feels whole and complete, so that he knows that he is enough? What can I do so that maybe you pick somebody in your in your friendship, in your personal world, and somebody in your classroom? What can I do so that Sarah knows that she is safe and secure, she has everything she needs, she is loved? What are those things that I can do? Now, we can't be responsible for how other people feel. You know, I'm a firm believer, don't ever put the key to your happiness in somebody else's pocket, right? Nobody else can make you feel anything. You make yourself feel, they make themselves feel. But we can do everything in our power to do this. They still may not feel it, but we have done everything in our power. To make them feel worthy and complete and whole and safe and secure and enough, and that's our job, right? That's that's what we're supposed to do. Love God above all else. Love your neighbors, yourself. So as we love people unconditionally, build relationship with them. Let them see how they're safe and secure and worthy. There's atmosphere of trust. And I guarantee you that if you put forth this effort, and think about how you can do this better you are going to experience a deep sense of richness in your relationships. You're going to experience more shalom as well. You can't give in this area without it coming back to you. It's just how it works. So it will come back to you. You will begin to feel more safe, secure, whole, complete, enough. So we know that in God, we are all of this. He lives in us and we get to share this with other people. So shalom, Professor Marty.
0: Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip parents and educators to help young people thrive. Here are five takeaways from today's episode on Shalom. Number one, creating culture is something that needs to be intentionalized. It is a choice. Number two, think of one person in your life professionally and apply the concepts of Shalom. Ask yourself these questions. Uh, along the lines of peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and and tranquility. Number three, think of one person personally and apply the concepts of Shalom. Number four, uh, it's summertime and if you're an educator, you're already, if you like it or not, thinking about the next school year, As you're thinking about the school year, start thinking about how you can create a culture in your classroom. And number five, awareness of culture. Be on the lookout for how Shalom impacts you and others. And as always, we'd really love to hear from you. See see if Dr. Rode is correct with if you uh, reflect and act on Shalom professionally and personally, uh, what difference it'll make in the other people's lives, but also what difference it will make in yours. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.